Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Narcissist Podcast. I'm your host, the Mindful Narcissist, and uh, this one is a chat with one of my absolute besties and amazing singer-songwriter, Ashley Rose Driscalian. The chat started in her music room when I visited her in Visalia, California, way back when I was home for Christmas, and continued months later in a Zoom room. I've decided to make this a two-parter, and the continuation of the chat will be in the second part. Please enjoy the audio quality of this episode, though. Ashley is actually, like, trained and experienced and all that in audio editing stuff that I can't be bothered to do, and she offered to clean up this chat for me. Thanks, Ashley. And we also recorded this part um, with her very nice and fancy microphone. So, uh, here we go. A treat for your minds and your ears. We're starting this recording actually physically together in your music room, but I am never here long enough and it's hard to plan things appropriately. So we're not fully record here, but you know, piece together, but it feels good to have like some stories from you while we're in this space together. Mm -hmm. So number one, tell me about CDs. What do you want to know about them? Why do you have so many? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I have too many CDs? I'm not going to say too many, but like you have an obnoxious amount. Well, (laughs) my mom was an avid CD purchaser, Mm -hmm. um, as were many people at the time. (laughs) Yes, at the time. Um, And I think circa 2005, 2006, it just occurred to me that when I had my own stereo in my room, that I could just take her CDs and start listening to them. Mm -hmm. And shout out to my old stereo. It had like a six disc changer. And so I had like a really nice rotation going through and uh, I just got to really know a lot of music that way. I really enjoyed that experience. And um, then later when I was in high school, my car did not have an aux port and I had two hours of driving to do every single day. So it really encouraged me to start buying CDs Mm -hmm. um, because I had been using the ones that I already had, but when I had quickly gotten tired of listening to my high school musical CD (laughs) at an age... How could you even? (laughs) At an age where I felt very firmly that I was too cool for it as well. Right. You know, we... You now know better. We... Nobody's too cool for high school (laughs) musical. Yeah, after that, um, then that's when I started buying... Uh, more CDs, and that was also just about when I discovered my love for the singer-songwriter genre. So that's when I started buying like Fiona Apple CDs and Tori Amos CDs, and that's probably why I could sing you some of those albums through, <laughs> like straight through, straight through in like <laughs> the actual order, chronological of the songs. order with like either 100% accurate lyrics or at least words that sound like the lyrics that I still haven't <laughs> clarified. <laughs> harmonized (laughs) nice yeah so if I have something on CD and I've had it since I was in like high school or early college chances are I probably know that CD through and through Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah just anything from like high school through college or like until I lost my car last year yeah I know some CDs very well I know exactly what intro to anticipate after which song yeah and if it's on shuffle then I'm really thrown off I guess it's not that much different than, like... Because I would never convert, like, a book library to, like, a Kindle. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not actually that much different. Like, no, and no, nobody really asked me why, though. 
we probably will get to that stage where somebody's like, why do you have a physical library? (laughs) It feels we're already at the stage where it's like, why do you have physical CDs? It can just be all on your phone. But like, you know, it's different. I do think some books definitely carry the quality of just being better as reference books that you can physically Mm -hmm. jump through. Like a dictionary, you don't really want to, you don't, I think having a physical one is better. Unless we're talking about, like, dictionary.com, where you can just type in the word that you want. I'm fully comfortable switching over to that. Well, that's fine, but, like, if there were no dictionary.com and you only had the opportunity to use, like, a Kindle version of a dictionary, I'd find that quite cumbersome. That'd be obnoxious. Yeah. Also, like, you know, whenever you have, like, a reference book of sorts, I think there's something really appealing about flipping to any page and seeing what you might learn there. Mm. I just don't think that about any book. Any book, I think, is more appealing in the physical (laughs) form. I still can't... This might be, I guess, a generational thing because, you know, we didn't grow up with having reading books on a Kindle as an option, Mm -hmm. but I still can't switch my brain over to reading mode when I'm on a device. So I will not process, which I don't mind. I'm totally (laughs) fine with being able to have that separation there. Mm -hmm. Like, reading brain is physical book brain. And then Instagram brain. Like, if I see a screen, I'm like, okay. I'm not, I don't have to pay attention to anything for longer than two seconds. I mean, the brain is a powerful thing which can be retrained, but, you know, you don't have to. (laughs) You can keep that uh, work brain mush life separation. (laughs) Do you think brains treat music differently when it is just like on a phone if you're playing like your phone via Bluetooth versus having like a physical CD or like, I feel like record player would obviously make you think differently about it because it's it just sounds so different Mm -hmm. I think there's something you know we can learn from the significance of the like evolution of the concept album in our culture Mm -hmm. like I don't know that one could call it the first concept album but if it was not it was certainly the first one of like great significance that I, as far as I know, this history to go, which is the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band Mm -hmm. album. You know, because there did come this time where they decided that they didn't want to tour anymore and that they would be... um, And, you know, they said specifically, we don't write songs, we make records. um, Which was, like, a big shift for them. And that album was based on the concept of this is, you know, this is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club's band performing this album or this is you know not about them but you know yeah it's almost like it's sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band performing it okay Um, and you know that's when they started incorporating these things that they would not necessarily be able to replicate live and that really was you know this was the time of like the burgeoning of audio editing and production as a form of the songwriting craft Mm -hmm. you know incorporating the record itself as you know not something that needs to be replicated and something that you are encouraged to listen to in a setting Mm -hmm. whereas before and you know and after but you know it was just as songs that you would release and you know you have those that are intended as singles and all that So, I mean, even at that time when, like, the medium really was just, like, radio or records, Mm -hmm. you know, they seemed to think that there was was a significant difference. So I think it goes to 
goes to say that, you know, something that you would listen to, you know, with your phone speakers would be different than something that you have in physical form, which, you know, very much ties in with the revival of vinyl. You know, the relationship with physical music Mm -hmm. is part of that. But I think there's something to be said about how imagery relates to music and what it does for it. I've seen at least one artist release what they called a pocket radio edit for one of their songs. Pocket radio being a funny way of saying phone. So they specifically... How clever. (laughs) (laughs) They specifically made a produced version of their song that was optimized for phone listening. Because if you're thinking about different media for which you could produce a song, different ones are, you know, they're you're going to um, you're going to produce it differently to bring out certain features or mm-hmm. work within the limits of headphones or phone speakers or like if you're you're saying no this is only for a nice speaker system then you are going to produce it in that way and you know similarly things that are produced for the car radio mm-hmm. are produced very differently they're a lot brighter because you're like battling so much other sound right. it has to really cut through mm-hmm. I'll be right back okay So, uh, <laughs> do you want your Christmas present? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, wait, can I get yours? Oh, yeah. Can I get yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're both small. They're both small. Oh, my God, mine's two parts. <laughs> this is special. I was going to say, this is irrelevant, but no, this is relevant. We're going to open each other's Christmas presents. I have a good segue. <laughs> oh, okay. So I should open mine first, and then we'll see what it is. And then, is that the segue? Well, I brought it up first, so it seems like it's a good idea for you to open yours first. Okay. Just for the record, if anyone was wondering who thought of the idea first. <laughs> <laughs> Let it show. Are you going to do some ASMR with that? <laughs> if you hated that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, cute paperclip, first of all. Do I get to keep that, too? Yeah, Yay. It's part of the present. It's photos and a postcard of my favorite variety, the kind that has writing on it. I'm so sorry this is not a letter. Aww. My favorite part is at the top when he's like, write me, please. Write me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, you're traveling. (laughs) Who am I meant to address this to? (laughs) Helen Bellrich, four years old. Yes, this is perfect. (laughs) I love it. Okay, what's the segue with these? Uh, Well, I have my paper collection here. Oh! I think I'm certain you've seen before. Yes. But I don't know. Always this big? It's been growing. You know, I think I'm almost to the point... I have three cardboard binders here, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that a fourth one is probably a good idea. What I really enjoy, as we were talking about at the antique store earlier, Mm -hmm. is that even when we're apart, there are ways in which we grow in the same ways at the same time. Mm, Yeah. You know, whether that's through, like, minimalism or sustainability, and most recently, the love for antiques. (laughs) We adopt new personality traits at the same time. 
unintentionally unintentionally yeah. <laughs> it's very convenient <laughs> but you know just for the record i uh i was into paper first <laughs> Rude. Rude. also i got these salt lake city postcards from an antique store that was closing recently and um uh, you know for better or worse, your roots are. <laughs> Things are connected to me. Um, I can appreciate that. Oh my god, it's the tabernacle. <laughs> it's fun when you've like been the places on the postcard. <laughs> like I've started kind of searching more for ones that I have actually been to. Because mm-hmm. then I think that's especially cool. Like somewhere where you've been, and then it's also this other person that has been there. Yeah. And then you read a bit of their experience with it. I like collecting the ones that are related to my local area. Mm. Or really just the pretty ones yeah because it doesn't take too much to make me decide that I would like to visit a place yeah and <laughs> a pretty postcard can really just seal really the deal for you. yeah it's true so it's kind of like an interesting thing where it's like my postcard collection is either places I've been or places I want to go most of the time <laughs> oh but if like any of those interest you I know they don't have writing on them but you are free to take your pick Really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm gonna take one. You should open your present. Okay. I'm choosing. <laughs> you should open the other part first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it looks like a tiny book. And it is! <gasps> oh my god, it can't be the whole thing. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh my god. I, was, I went into the antique store, and so he was telling me there was a whole selection of them, and I was like, I love these. He was like, you know why they exist? And I was like, not really. And <laughs> he was like, well, you know, when people are moving across the plains, you know, mm-hmm. you can't bring your whole library mm-hmm. on, you know, a wagon. <laughs> Kaylin's like, that. <laughs> I actually did. I was like, well, I just moved back from Ireland, and I shipped four boxes of books, and I do see how that's actually really impractical. So... <laughs> I was like, no, I get it. Um, but yeah, so it was like an entire library. So people just have like their whole libraries printed, you know, like that. Wow. And I just always think of you when I see tiny things. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, this is so impressive. And the font really isn't too no, small. No, it's totally readable. Wow. Like it makes you wonder why they've been wasting all that paper. I know. Why aren't all books miniature? So to actually announce properly, yes. <laughs> this is a miniature copy of King Lear by Shakespeare. It is bigger than my palm. But you have very small hands. <laughs> it's the size of my palm. <laughs> Would fit in a pocket. If any of you have seen Caitlin's hand, you can all get a better reference for how big <laughs> this book is. How big this book is. But yeah, it's... Uh, it seems to really have all of all of the play. It's the entirety, I'm pretty sure. In just 179 pages. I had no idea how long King Lear actually was, so really maybe it, I don't I don't think so. I think every single book in that collection was the full thing cuz some were like a bit hefty. Mm-hmm. And then most of them were like this size and smaller, but do you like any works of Shakespeare? I always liked A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only one that I think I actually read thoroughly and seriously. Because mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it because it's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets me. I'd say mine, my choice would probably be Hamlet. I do want to... Oh, I never read Hamlet, actually. I really like the motifs in it, mm-hmm. you know. His father was supposedly poisoned through his ear when he was sleeping. And there's this recurring theme of poison of the ears, but, you know... Mm-hmm in the beyond physical sense of like the things that you hear that you take in being poisonous to you 
and I just found that to be so, you know. Just really cool. Yeah, it's just really, it's <laughs> clever. Yeah. So this is the thing that I told you I made that I think is really funny because it's not great. Um, it did not quite fit along with my vision, but I felt like it like went with the book. Like I had this vision of it going with, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I like the texture so far. The texture was to make up for other structural issues that were happening. <laughs> Very impressively it's, wrapped. Um, it's really thoroughly wrapped. Very secure. Mm -hmm. you know. TSA wasn't getting a peek at this. Nope. Not a peek. I also just didn't want to cut because that's the excess from wrapping the book and I just didn't want to cut it down. Okay, so... <laughs> Do I get to guess? <laughs> yes, guess what it is. I feel like... It could be a pencil holder. For one single pencil. <laughs> <laughs> For one pencil. That is my guess. <laughs> so, um, when I was in the antique store, there were a lot of, like, little, um, what would it have been? Like, you know the really, really small, like, Japanese figurines? I'm not sure I'm familiar. It's like, oh, there's a book by Edna, Edmund Duvall called The Hair with Amber Eyes. N Natsuki? might be what they're called, but they're just very miniature, like, Japanese figurines, and they had a ton of those there, and I was like, oh, small things, actually, um, <laughs> but they're, um, really expensive, they're very valuable <laughs> and very old, so I was like, I want them, and then there was one that was, like, a little vase, and I was like, that is the cutest thing, and I was like, oh, can't afford that either, I'm going to make Ashley a miniature vase, this is, we tried. It was going to have more, like, curves, and I just could not get it right. Like, you can kind of see that, like, there's a bit of an indention, indentation there from when I tried to make it um, have little curves and be a pretty-looking vase, but I just couldn't get it right. So, um, it's, a, it's a tube vase with weird texture, and... I decided to give it to you anyway because I'm going I'm going to at some point get one of those have you seen on like TikTok the miniature pottery wheels? Oh my god, no. And they like actually turn and you like just make little itty bitty vases and I'm going to get one of those at some point and I'm going to get really good at making vases and I'm gonna give you a vase. Wow. That's actually nice. Um <laughs> this is a placeholder and I just think it's funny how much it sucks. So I gave it to you anyway. So for those of you who may be familiar with the work of artist Caitlin Webster, <laughs> it is reminiscent of her iteration plaster sculptures. Actually, I definitely had one that also, like, I gouged into it like this as well. Similar texture, that was completely unintentional. That's kind of funny. It very much looks like a just really small version of that, but painted and flowers glued on it. That was kind of the clue. It's it's a face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it does look... Um, do you remember at the Fresno Fair in the... What's it called? Horticulture? Mm, yeah. Is that what it's called? Plant stuff. Yeah, yeah. the plant area. Mm -hmm. And they have this little case that's the yearly... Um, the yearly contest for, like, miniature, miniature flower arrangements. <gasps> and this oh, I've never actually seen that will come October when the pandemic isn't in full swing. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe we can go. But um, 
yeah, there's this this like case where they have like a miniature flower arrangement and like, you know, they're prized just like everything else. Mm-hmm. And typically the person who has entered the most is this one lady and she usually wins all the first prizes mm-hmm. and like a good deal of the second prizes as well. Like yeah. it's just very clear she has like a, a love for these small flowers and she, yeah. so she makes these little miniature flower arrangements. It does look like this could be a vase for such a flower arrangement. There we go. Well, that was that was the idea. That was the idea. You know, maybe we should contact her. Would you like me to start making you um, some, some vases for your arrangements? <laughs> Here's an example of my work. <laughs> when I blow up for making her flower vases, know that you had the first one. Earlier, Caitlin and I were talking about the Ford Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. And Is how... it a Ford? Yeah. I didn't know it was a Ford. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The Ford Thunderbird. And we were discussing how it was not expected to succeed as much as it did. They just had no anticipation of how successful it would be. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin said, never doubt yourself. And so I would like to send to you the message, never doubt yourself. Yes, let me take that to heart, my own words. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all we have to do is wait for the next time that we can go to the Fresno Fair figure out this lady's name mm-hmm. actually more accurately if i could find it i probably have i used to take photos of those because i was just so obsessed yeah i might have the photo of like the name card yes. with the lady stock on and facebook yeah you just gotta find her and be like i would like to be the I have potter a proposal. <laughs> all you need to do is loan me the small cash investment <laughs> of a tiny pottery wheel and we'll be well on our way. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who have not been to the Fresno Fair, the plant section, room, building, is a must-see. This is including me, apparently. I've literally been to the Fresno Fair, I think, twice. Really? Maybe only once, actually. I've only been once. How old were you? 19. That is quite young. Well, no, that's actually not as young as I would expect someone's first trip. You didn't go as, like, a field trip? No, we never went as a field trip, and we did not attempt those kinds of places with the amount of children in my family. Oh, man. Chaos. (laughs) So don't blame my parents. I wouldn't. Now that I nanny, I also would not want to take children anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so immediately after that laughter ended, it ended very abruptly because I looked at the time and realized we had lost track of time and were going to miss my bus back to Fresno from Visalia if we did not leave her house like right that very second. So there's no clean wrap up because it was just a mad rush from then. But wasn't that cute? That made me smile. We get much deeper into a lot of the stuff we just touched on there in part two. So stay tuned. In the meantime, you should definitely follow Ashley on Instagram and TikTok. She is at tagohing.music. It'll be in the description. I'll tag her and everything. She's a singer songwriter and very good at what she does. And also on Instagram, she posts a lot of like fun, vegan cheese making and cool interior design and cute tiny things content so um yes that is my glowing endorsement if you're gonna doom scroll make her a part of your doom scroll and then uh back to me you can sign up anytime before the end of the month if you want to get in on this month's issue of the mindful narcissist zine still loving those playing around with writing and film photography there the zine club is four euro fifty or five us dollars per month and the link is patreon.com forward slash the mindful narcissist you can follow me at caitlin w for daily mindful narcissist content and reminders and announcements about the podcast 
As always, like, share, review, all that good stuff, and my DMs are always open. I'll see you soon for another chat. Mwah!